of a spark If heaven and hell decide That they both are satisfied Illuminate the nose on their vacancy side There's no one beside you when your soul embarks I will follow you into the dark Catholic school as vicious as Roman rule I got my knuckles bruised by a lady in black Held my tongue as she told me sign Fear is the heart of Death Cab for Cutie, a cover performed by today's guest, CA in LA. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Courtney and Ashley in Los Angeles, or otherwise known as CA in LA. Uh, Courtney and Ashley are incredible filmmakers. They're best friends. They have the best harmonies on Twitch. I mean, they just have it all. I I absolutely love what they do. I love their hustle. I love their grind. I love their mindset. Um, they're, they're They're just killing it. They're just absolutely killing it. And I had a wonderful conversation with these two. Make sure that you guys are following Courtney and Ashley at uh, twitch.tv slash ca underscore in underscore la. And you can also find them on all media platforms, uh, social media platforms, and you can find those links in the show notes. So please do go and check them out. Um, Courtney and Ashley are coming up here in a moment, but first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out her latest single, Stew. She is also streaming on Twitch two days, three days a week at this point, but she's I, I think she's going to step that up. But uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 a.m. and on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch as well. 
Go find us. It's over there. You'll find it. It's beautiful and happiness and stuff. What? That's weird. Uh, yeah, come be a part of the conversation. Ask questions. Win prizes. See live music streams. That's right. We got full band fucking music streams over there, bro. You know how much work goes into that shit? A lot. A lot of works go. A lot of work goes into those. But I had so much fun last time with the dudes. Um, we we played lots of music and we got to fucking jam the fuck out. And it's been a while, man. So and it's and you know like when you when you meet a group of dudes that you can jam with, like really you know really get your nut off. It's 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 important you stick stick to it. You know you gotta have that stick to itiveness. Um, and I, I love those dudes. So we'll, there'll be plenty more of that. May 30th, we have a tentative scheduled date for our next music stream. So don't miss it. It's going to be a grand old time. Uh, let's see. What else we got coming up? That's it. That, that's really it. Uh, uh, you can find our music. Our music? Okay. You know what? This is like the fifth one of these I've done today. I've, just because I'm trying to get a bunch of these intros and outros done. So I can just put together the podcast and 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 get them uh, set up because I'm on vacation currently, and and to, I'm flying home today. Today I'll be flying home on the airplane, so um, you know I'm in flight. I'm I'm coming back to Ohio right now. As you're listening to this, I'm probably um, I'm probably farting. Uh, uh, I probably have gas because I've been eating like shit. And uh, I'm just probably farting on the plane with no kind of uh, no no dignity, just just cavalier indig- indignation, just just sitting there farting and loving it, not even caring if everyone else has to deal with my farts and my COVID that I got from hanging out without wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm just joking, jokes. Um, yeah. Go support the show on our Threadless uh, site. It's wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. Go check out the Pro Wrestler Woo! t-shirt. You can also find the 80s retro design WSEG that I uh, I designed myself. And, of course, you can see my silly little Mad Mike uh, drawing of me. It's cute. It's fun for the whole family. And there's accessories and stuff. Go to our Threadless store, buy a shirt if you want. If not, I get it. You don't want to support the guy who's farting and spreading COVID on the airplane. So I get it. I get it. Um, But you can also (laughs) go like, subscribe, and review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, the fucking Discord, and the Snapchats and stuff. All those links are in the show notes. Go support. Go stay up to date. Uh, You can also subscribe to us on apple itunes go subscribe it please go subscribe you can also follow us on spotify or anywhere you get your podcast you can also subscribe on youtube and twitch you can also for free leave us a five-star review and write us a little review let us know what you're thinking and how you like the show It, it all of that's much appreciated uh and it's very helpful it's very helpful for us um okay guys that's it I don't even know who's coming up on the show. I don't know what's going on. I'm again. I'm in flight, coming back from California uh, from vacation, so I'm at least 20 pounds heavier, gassy, and COVID riddled. Uh, so come and get some love. <laughs> okay, 
anyways wow that was just ah that was great um okay everybody ca in la put your hands together thank you courtney and ashley Woo! reverb you use i love your reverb it's just oh my gosh so much um i'm on, <laughs> I'm on the big sky this giant no! big sky yeah it just changes everything that thing is incredible like it is like especially for your vibe it definitely is something that sort of encapsulates like because when i hear it, it's like a me it's like a what's up jay bartholomew thank you for being here when i hear you guys uh when when i hear you two um uh working together it's the harmonies and it's and it's that reverb that really sticks out to me and uh, i just i was just like i gotta know what she's using because it's 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 it, I, I i'm actually in the market for reverb because uh my music partner doesn't give me enough reverb and so i'm gonna take it in <laughs> to my own hands yeah i'm coming for you reina i'm coming for you uh <laughs> Not Raina, this perfect queen. What? She is perfect. What? She is perfect, and she is right in perpetuity. It has been, uh, it has been established that she is never wrong, and um, I am always right or wrong. I am the one who is wrong in perpetuity, whereas she is right in perpetuity. What and a that's contract! A, I know. <laughs> you that's know beautiful. what? When she found me, I, she just found I was some dusty turd she found on the sidewalk. She was like, "Hey, I think there's like I think there's something in here. I think there's a little." One condition you sign your life away, and you're always wrong. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but one condition. What a boss! <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she definitely has my nads in her in her purse, and that's okay. I'm okay with that because I, if, if I'm left to my own devices, I tend to veer off the road. So it, 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 I'm okay with having – it's fun because it's like it's my only boss in life is 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 my wife. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Everything else, I get to call my own shots. I just have to run it by the boss, you know. That's all right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Who ruled the world? Okay. Uh, no lie. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I, I definitely think that – that um, the that females have a perspective that men just just I, I don't think that we can even wrap our heads around it. Like I don't even think we can. Uh, I mean, we, we we just there's just like a sensitivity to life and, and like a grace that women possess that men are just like ah, here I am and you know. I, I don't mean, know. you referred to yourself as a dusty turd, so. <laughs> So you know, uh, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you for contributing to the salad galley um, points, everyone. I appreciate that. We're gonna do an IRL stream at the salad galley, and I might. Uh, you never know. Ultimate WSEG might make an appearance. So just just keep your fingers crossed. We're hoping for the best here. So what? Where where do where do where do you where do you even start? What what came first? I, I'm just curious. What came first? Was it music? Was it was it filmmaking? Was it singing? What what was the first thing that sort of fell into your lap? Were you were you both and were like, oh, this is what I like. I'll do this now. Um, it was definitely film first. But what's funny is that music was right on the heels of that. Mm. Uh, so we started out with filmmaking, where uh, I overheard Ashley talking at our 
at a restaurant that we worked at that she was going to make 13 short films in 2013. Mm. And we didn't really know each other at that time. We had had a couple of interactions before, but a um, couple of interactions, there were two of them and they were brutal. Um, but <laughs> but um, I overheard her talking about it. And so I decided to message her on Facebook and said, Hey, I um, put me in one of your movies. And she's like, great. I'll send you a script when it's done. So we had our first short film. And then we realized that we really liked spending time with each other outside of that. And so um, we were in, we would drive to these places and go get food and things like that. And we just heard each other. And by that, I mean, we would blast the music really loud and we would both just sing. And then I heard her singing and I just turned the volume down in the middle of the song. And I was like, you can sing. <laughs> and so, um, eek. And then uh, we kind of started saying, oh, well, you harmonize too. Cause we, we both would sing growing up, but the people we would sing with never knew how to harmonize. They could only do the melody. So we thought that it would be, we just kind of started learning to sing other parts. And so when we met, we we're like, oh my gosh, you know how to harmonize too? Oh, this is great. This is perfect. Yeah. And so it was right on the heels of starting film. And we didn't really think much of music. We kind of just wanted to do a couple of covers here and there and just sing together because we wanted to. It wasn't until 2016 when we were serving tables at another job, trying to raise money for a feature film that we would get paid to play music. And then we're like, well, I guess we better learn a, <laughs> a couple more songs. And so that's when music kind of really took off for us. So music was sort of a device to fund your films. Is that absolutely? Yes. And it still is. <laughs> that's it amazing. Actually, that is incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> that That's like a very, it's like a very big venture to to go down or participate in uh, to to fund your film, but I guess it's better than like working at like a, a factory or an office job and end up like our poor friend Joel, which is just oh my god that 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 bully one. I forgot what you guys called it. Uh, oh Joel, old Joel under, under pressure. Under pressure. Uh, oh bless him. <laughs> um. Oh uh, that that. Oh that was great. That was a great one. But um, thanks for watching it. Oh my god, I, I'm such a fan. Um, thanks. But like, but like, what, what? So, so you, so you two were like, we'll just learn a bunch of songs so we can start funding films and stuff. And this is in Baltimore. This is when you were mm -hmm. both in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it paid really well. Courtney and I both made like mm -hmm. a couple hundred bucks to play for four hours, right. and we got like all you can drink, <laughs> and like we each got um, like a seafood platter, which was like lobster rolls or crab cakes. <laughs> so I mean, we were getting food, we were getting drinks, and we were getting paid, and we got to keep our tips, and we were getting music out there. Yeah, it was yeah. just like. Also, another reason to just hang out with each other. Yeah. So, like, why not? You know, <laughs> why not? Let's just go yeah. for it. I, I, it's just, it, it's just funny to me. And the, the, but, the, but I love that. I love that you were both were like, well, the, have you, has either of you worked like, like a quote unquote like real job, like like yes. restaurant and stuff? No, <laughs> outside of restaurants, I haven't. It's been all restaurants for me. Just restaurants, and but playing music or actually as like a server or, or as a server, as a server. Um, I was a host as well. I've mm -hmm. done well. I mean, I guess if you want to do the quote unquote real job, I was an edit. I edited weddings for a company, so I guess okay. that counts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but I guess I guess I should rephrase that. A job outside of the arts. Have you have you done that? And yes, you have. 
Um, I I have worked numerous um, real jobs, but they've all been in the arts. I was the film programmer at a nonprofit organization in Baltimore that was very focused on bringing arts movies and and just general anything outside of the umbrella of like sports and normality to um, low income families. So we would go and we would seek out specifically individuals that were interested in doing film and music and art that just didn't have the opportunity. So that was a, that was my first like big girl job. Mm -hmm. And then um, I worked as a professional editor for a company that worked with a lot of government contracts. So I got to see how, all of that happens and and how how little the people at the bottom get paid and that made me very sad yeah oh yeah those are so, <laughs> those are sad moments and would it was sad yeah no those are sad moments in life when you realize how uh, how how much people are, do get sort of shit on in this world mm-hmm. especially the, the the quote unquote little people um you guys well, you both said that uh that uh, it was brutal when you first met what what do you mean by brutal like how how was it brutal like were you did you not like I, each other at first or no we were okay <laughs> I feel like everything in the start of our friendship is my fault. Um, it's okay. not your fault. So I, <laughs> this one is, fault, though. I think this one happened first, right? Yes, it, it did. Okay. Okay. That I didn't even connect that. Oh, that was, Co- that was Courtney. So uh, my sister mm-hmm. actually worked at this job and knew Ashley before I did. And so um, when I came into this job, there was a, um, one of her friends who was hosting with me was having a party for her birthday. And I had been dating somebody for six years at the time bless myself, not him. And so he got very angry, very, very angry. I couldn't even tell you why, but he was stormed out of this house and Ashley just so happened to be walking in as he was leaving. And as I was chasing him out, well, she she was in my way. And I kind of just like, um, shoved her against the wall and kept running after this this drunken ex that was we didn't end up making it thank god yeah. but um yeah i didn't even realize it was ashley it was just kind of like i need to chase this man before he tries to drive Ugh. is where i was coming at it from and she just i'm so sorry it's okay. she was in my way <laughs> It's, it's good it's to know a, how you react in those situations early on, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you would try to drive, I would shove whoever out of the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. And be like, this is my priority here. Yeah. So that was our first encounter, which was very not nice on my end. Uh, the second encounter was I was a manager at the same restaurant and uh, I ran the Saturday morning shift. And so at like 1030, when my host hadn't showed up, uh, I saw like a very quick glance. Courtney was supposed to be there. So I call her and I'm like, hey, it's Ashley from... Uh, from Ruby's, she was supposed to be here. And poor thing was just like, um, I, I don't think so, but um, <laughs> I'll I'll be there if you uh, need me to be there. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. But she's like, can you just please double check? And then I double checked and she wasn't supposed to be there. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I must fix this situation. Goodbye now. <laughs> I, I, I see. I, I, oh, please finish. No, I was I was 45 minutes away. So I was like, um, if you give me an hour I, and I have to go home and change, but I'll be there. I promise. <laughs> now, I mean, like you're indicating that you were sort of 
uh, do you feel like you're that same person who would respond in that same way now that you, then you were that you then you were then? Like because of the way that you're making it sound is like okay, it's almost like apologetic for for something that she did. Uh, I don't know what is that something? I mean, I still my, do that, yes. You still do that, yeah. You, yes, I would. <laughs> if a job called me and they were like, "You're supposed to be here," actually, it really depends on what we were doing. Yeah, but um, wait, let me think about that. No, if we if we are sitting here in 2021, which we are, Courtney. <laughs> Um, I think, I think if someone called me because a host didn't show up, no, yeah, no, I would say no. You just be like, I don't care. It's not my problem. I'm not (laughs) supposed to work today. Yeah. Like I'm not supposed to work. Um, yes. But also our job that we were working here before we got let go, they were very understanding of our schedule. So Mm -hmm. they knew these were the days and these were the times that we worked and they did not step outside of that. They knew better. Because yeah, like, we were working on films. Yeah, we are like our like for example, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing cinematography for a short film in May, and the producer just emailed like right before we went on and was like, "Hey, um, this weekend, let's go for a location scout." I was like, "That's not how this works. Right. Like, we've got a hundred plans happening right now. It's not that we don't want to, and it's not mm-hmm. that we're rejecting you. Right. It's just that we physically can't because we've got so much else going on." And I think that would be similar to your restaurant situation, right? right. Is the, the 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 idea of saying no has has that ever been a problem for either of you? Just Ellen, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. There have been so many projects, and also I feel like when you're getting started, especially on Twitch or in any entertainment industry, you feel like the minute you get any sort of opportunity to to get yourself out there, you're going to do it because yeah. you have to. It's just mm-hmm. it's part of the hustle, and it was very much the same way with film when we got started. We were working a bunch of jobs that we didn't get paid for and, and projects that were, excuse me, a complete shit show. But I mean, not to say that ours were any better because we were all learning, but now that we have worked on and gotten enough credits under our belt and our, our quality of film looks a certain way, we can say, Hey, that actually isn't the project for me. We can't carry this. We've been on a few where we were just brought on because the director was an actor and wanted to make a film and didn't know what they were doing. So they brought on a production team who did know what they were doing but that meant that the actor director didn't know anything that they wanted. So it was incredibly frustrating for us as content creators to have to kind of push that along. And those are projects we can't really stand by and we can't give our time to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, I I feel that so much, especially, I mean, I'm coming from the world of music, but, but you're absolutely right. It's like um, you, you put in so much time over the years, you, you pay your dues and at one at some point you're like, well, I I, I don't have to do that. I be, and first of all, I don't want to do that, but I don't have to do that because I've already built this for myself here. Good luck, have fun. Uh, and then so so you're so you're you have to you sort of have to fight that urge to not be nice, right? It's like that urge to be like, well, I mean, I guess I could go out there, or I I guess I could go on a lo- location scout. I guess it's not going to be that bad, but. Just thinking about that in L.A., you know, like location scouting in Los Angeles, you know, just be a couple of hours. It's like, no, this is a whole day. OK, this is a whole day. Yeah. Yes, it is. It, yes. Tra- traffic is garbage. It's, it's, just, it's traffic garbage again. Is that? Is oh, it? My yeah. God. yeah, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> as soon it's as garbage. possible. <laughs> it's horrific. We're like, what happened? 
Man, LA is so is so crazy right now. I, I'm you. I'm seeing oh. all these pictures of like the homeless and stuff. It's been it's been really crazy. How how has your experience been with Los Angeles over this, you know, this last year in regards to how California has sort of handled, or even Los Angeles has handled the pandemic, and uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of homeless issues going on here. But uh, how, how how do you guys think that they handled it? And um. I don't know about like California and Los Angeles as a whole, because Mm -hmm. the whole town is very problematic, but um, I will say coming from the film and the restaurant industry, our restaurant closed immediately. Like we didn't even get to celebrate. We had these grandiose ideas, what it was going to be like when we like had our last shift uh, serving tables. And it just, it literally was before everyone was wearing masks. They just asked us to um, wash our hands a lot. And then that was our last shift. They called us out of our next shift and then our restaurant closed permanently. And that was a lot of our friends' experiences. And so it was this like mad scramble for everybody to find work and, and just figure out like, okay, it's only three weeks of a quarantine. Okay. Let's, let's hunker down, but it has been extremely frustrating as with many of you all around the world to see people not adhering to the safety guidelines. Just nobody in LA has really cared about social distancing. No one's cared about um, staying home. Like immediately after they announced the like lifted order, our street, they shut down like it was a two lane road and they just completely um, shut off the one lane and they built like tents and all that jazz. And it was just really, really wild to see. It's been very dystopian, but uh, pretty immediately everything got back to normal. Everyone was still doing their activities and the film industry is still struggling to recover. We haven't filmed anything in the last year plus. And it's just been like, when can we safely get back on set? And nobody has those answers. There hasn't been any protocols or safety measures because who knows if anybody actually knows vaccine or not, uh, how we're going to manage, but it really has been a chug and it's been really wonderful not seeing influencers out on the street. Honestly, that's been like <laughs> TikTokers, TikTokers out there like this, like, hey guys, what's up? We're going over here. Yeah. I mean, we've been living as if we are in quarantine this entire time. <laughs> Have not, I am not joking. I'm, not, like, I'm with you. I'm the same way. Oh my gosh. Like it's terrifying. And we actually came out of, we had a, a time where Los Angeles was like, all right, we're going to slowly open back up. And then two weeks later we were shut down again and everyone's like, oh, we're back in quarantine. And actually never like, I didn't even know that we, we even left that. I thought that we were just kind of moving along. So um, but it's been really good for us. Uh, we definitely took advantage of this year because we always said with serving, we needed the time to be able to yes. do things. We need the time to get stuff together. And while film was taken off the table this year, which was the, what we needed the time for, which was very upsetting, it did give us an incredible opportunity to build Twitch and build it into what our stream is now, which I think is really important. And we were not going to let this time go to waste. So we actually accomplished a lot this year. So yeah, absolutely. I'm thankful for the time. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. Mad props for, 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 so, so then were you involved, were you, were you both involved in Twitch before the pandemic then or, okay. How, how long before, how long have you been streaming? I suppose I should say. We started in July, like really like the thirties, 30, 31 um, of July of 2018. So we've oh been doing gosh. it way before the pandemic oh, wow. and 
Um, like we absolutely had that boost, the pandemic boost in viewers and support, which was life-changing and why we're able to still stream full-time. Mm-hmm. But um, we like would go work, like go serve tables for anywhere from six to 10 hours and then come home and stream five nights a week. And we're talking like we serve tables from four to 10 10 30 drive home a half hour and then are on stream from 11 30 p.m till 4 to 6 a.m in the morning Whoa. so like we've pulled some crazy hours to grow our community and to get ourselves out there uh which means that our growth has been slower and not as strong as some of the newer streamers and that's totally okay like everybody's growth is different and our community our ohana has just been so respectful and so loving and supportive like so many of y'all are here right now and and we love you thank you so much for everything that you do for us absolutely yeah you have a wonderful community i love how you say welcome home i thought that was very nice you know it's just a I mean, even the lighting and the mood that that you put, like you know, it's just very calm and nice, and and even the big sky reverb pedal, you know, it's just, it's a whole vibe. Very nice. It's a whole vibe. I, I love that. No, and and I love that's what I love about Twitch, is that you get to build sort of like your own world, and mm-hmm. uh, and and as filmmakers and and storytellers, I mean that. I mean that that I'm sure that's fun for you too because you are sort of building this image, this music side of you, this image in this world that you, you get to sort of explore and build onto and expand upon. Uh, yeah, this platform has definitely changed the game. Do you do you, do you, uh, do you premiere your your uh, videos and and films on Twitch at all, or do you keep that very separate? We do. We play them at the end of our stream. Mm. So everyone knows who's been with us for a couple usually catch on. They're like, okay, by the end of the stream, they're always going to play a movie. Mm. And we have been doing that since, well, I guess since we started doing music and we wanted to incorporate film more, but now we figured that wasn't enough because we wanted people, the minute you stop into our stream, we want you to say, oh my gosh, I found out they're filmmakers. Of course they are. I can tell, which is why we have the projection back here now. So it just, we wanted to up the production quality. Our camera's an A7S2. So it's all like, everything is film related in this stream. Mm -hmm. Just what leaves our mouths are music, but, and then we we always still slip in film talk every now and again. And then we just get going like, see, play a song. Like, yeah, that's right. We do. (laughs) Well, it's a very fascinating world to me because I'm outside of it, but I have, I have a few friends who are very involved in it and and it's very fun. It's, it's a fascinating world. Uh, How deep do you um, go into the production? So are you, are you shopping out sound design? Are you shopping out, lighting are you shopping out you know uh, the guy who does the focus thing i mean like i and i don't know what kind of cameras you're using but uh are you uh, how far into it do you do you both go are you very much hands-on on the whole project or is it something where it's like okay i got a great editor who's over here i got a great lighting crew over here i got sound over here i got a music person over here how does it work for you We've never been fortunate to find a crew that we really gelled with. And so from the beginning of our careers, we had to learn how to do everything. And Court and I handle every film production like an assembly line. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just like keep passing the hot potato off. <laughs> and it's like, okay, like we'll write it and and literally take it script to screen. They like 
court will be being my assistant director and handling all of the lighting and I'm camera and I'm my own AC. I pull my own focus. Mm. And I think that this standard that we have has created a unrealistic expectation for the way that Hollywood operates right now, where now out of 2020 into 2021, I think the more indie filmmakers like us are about to flourish because Mm. you can't have a ton of people on your crew. And even when we've worked on big productions, it's just not for us. There's so many people just standing around, not doing anything. And (laughs) we, we work on such a short turnaround. Like we filmed eye for eye, the film that you showed in less than 72 hours script to screen and like other films of ours, we film in anywhere from like two hours to six hours. And we just, we just don't have the time to mess around and we don't have the finances because we're self-funding and and our community from Twitch has helped fund a lot of projects moving forward. But so it's cool. just like, we don't, we do not have time um, to mess around and have people be out of place, mm-hmm. especially when it's like high energy projects. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the idea of relying on other people, even if you are paying them, um, you know, yes. like the, the idea of relying on other people is, is, is why I'm never, sleeping or never chilling you know like where my family has to be like you gotta stop you know like you gotta you just gotta stop bro just get over here uh what's up lovely ladies welcome welcome oh and by the way i see your uh your your questions for the guests anybody who has questions for the guests please use your fresh bars they're only one fresh bar so they're very affordable uh questions you can ask directly to the guests and i will get to them kind of like a song list will will kind of go down in order so we'll get to them just throw them in there so I can keep track of them. Um, no, like the idea of, of having to pay somebody or wait for somebody, it, it, it drives me nuts. And, and I'm sort of the same way. It's like I sort of had to learn every aspect to music production. And I even do a little videography, which I don't want to even. <laughs> I'm not like anything. But, you know, I, I work and I'm getting paid to do it. So it's not like I'm, I'm not that. It's just I'm not. My brain is in too many different places for me to like be like, this is exactly what I got to focus in on forever, you know? So it's just, it's too hard. And, and and I love it. It's too big of a thing to even try to understand. So I just go with how I do it, you know? But whatever. Um, yeah, I, 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 do you think that that's, I know you said it's an un, un, uh, un, unrealistic expectation, but do you think that that is the way that, filmmakers should proceed especially indie filmmakers uh do you think that that is that that maybe that indie filmmakers today should take on that responsibility of sort of knowing how to edit knowing how to pull focus knowing how to do every aspect of the job and sort of taking these projects on by themselves uh i mean do you would you suggest that to somebody if someone was like hey what, how, what should i do to get funny and like how should i go about it like what would you tell them I've worked with so many directors that don't know how to articulate themselves. And I think by immersing yourself in the different worlds when it comes to filmmaking, whether it's editing or cinematography or acting, by really getting into those worlds and learning the nuances, learning the vocabulary, you're going to be better off knowing how to do all of these things. I'm not saying you have to be the best at them, but if you're able to say, oh, I, I, I want to crossfade here instead of being like, oh, you know, the thing where it, like the shots are just like together and then we go from one to the other. Yeah. 
saying a crossfade, do you see how fast that was, mm-hmm. you know? And then like also speaking to an actor, like I have uh, an actor vocabulary book in in my back pocket mm. when we're in rehearsal because different stuff lands with different actors and asking actors about their different processing, it's like changes the way that they are receptive or non-receptive mm. to your process. So yes, 100% yes. I would say if you want to be a director, yes, mm. please do that. As far as acting goes, just the world that I'm in, I think you can definitely make yourself more valuable as an actor because obviously they want you to sing, dance, and whatever your triple threat is. Mm -hmm. But I think that you can make yourself incredibly valuable if you know what's going on behind the camera. It makes you a better actor, in my opinion, because you are so conscious of everybody else's job that once you're comfortable with what they're doing, then I feel like you can settle into your job easier because you're expecting a sound person to be right here. You're expecting Ashley to be right here, which is usually the distance apart that we are when we're filming. So you just have to be close all the time. Right. Yeah. And, but I do, I do think it's important. I wouldn't say necessarily just stretch yourself so thin, but definitely learning more than one thing is important because if you show up onto our set in particular, and you are an actor and you cannot complete your one job that you've been given, which is to act it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Not saying you get more leniency if you do other things, but if you are going to do one thing and only one thing, you better be damn good at it. <laughs> is is you know because there are things that are expected of you. If you're coming on as an actor, please know your lines. So I agree, <laughs> just with a little more nuance in there. Just to piggybacking though, real quick, I think that by like all of the actors that we've worked with that understood, oh, we're going in for a mid shot. Oh, we're going in for a close up, and then when we're talking about editing, they're mindful of continuity. Right. And so as an actor, like, and we've worked with thousands of actors from around the world, the actors that understood what their camera angle, like it's kind of annoying when we're in like a time crunch, but when they're asking, is this a mid shot? Do I need to go all out? Is it a wide? Am I in it at all? And then like understand editing that they need to be continuous those are the actors that we work with time and time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. The phrase, the phrase for actors is avoid the edit room floor. So if you are spot on, then that is not going to cut you out. But if you're not, then you're not going to be there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Show prepared. That that's, that that's a good, that's a good bit of information or good bit of advice. I mean, it seems obvious, right? It seems obvious. If you're an actor, you should probably show up knowing what you're doing, but I mean, even in the music world, <clears throat> working with bands, I've worked with tons and tons of bands and, and helping develop bands and putting bands together and, and you know, uh, MDing, um, music, uh, music directing. But the, the, uh, but the most frustrating thing is, is when people are showing up and they don't have their music down or they don't even have like a notebook or anything. Like they're just like, hey, I'm here, I'll pick it up. And it's like... It's like, and also it's like being prompt, you know, being on time. Like I've always said, it's like, you could be the greatest musician in the world, but if you can't show up on time with your, with the music down, then you're not worth anything. Like you Mm -hmm. might as well be just starting because you're an amateur, you know, you're not a professional at all. You, you might as well go back to, you know, your open mic space or whatever you were doing because Mm -hmm. it, it, because it's worthless to me. I don't care. That's like most bands. (laughs) gotta just be able to hang and be cool and that is a another part of it is in the music world especially what i see i don't know if this translates to acting or the film industry but like just by being a good teamwork uh, uh good at teamwork and being 
you know, on time. You don't you don't necessarily have to have this huge talent, but if you're on time and you're hardworking and, and, and you know you know your lines or you know your parts and you got them down, is like a lot of times you're gonna get the job over even someone who might be more proficient. Uh, does that translate into the acting and film world? With us, yes. We definitely would rather work with people that we like. So <laughs> yeah. um, being on time and how you carry yourself on set and your respect for our time, because like Ashley was saying earlier, we are on a time crunch most of the time. Mm. So if you show up and you don't know your lines or, and this is any part of, of filmmaking, but um you don't meet your deadline or you don't know what you're doing, or you're just disrespectful to everybody else on set and not caring. Like, well, I'm just making a film and I'm getting paid. So yeah, that's, we're not going to bring you back. We would much rather work. And then the people who are willing to learn, even if we'll just say acting, if you're not the best actor, but you're willing to learn, Ashley can direct you that way. She can't direct you. If you, if you come in with an ego and don't know your lines, she mm -hmm. can't do anything with that. So exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We would much rather have that. <laughs> that ego man that, that ego gets yeah, i mean it's so strange have, have you had to have you been in, in a situation where you've had to and it doesn't have to be ego but like you've had to like let someone go or you've had to like you know be like hey what's up you know do you generally address these things or do you sort of let it go and just never work with them ever again there have been a couple situations that later on in our career, we've had the opportunity to walk away from and say no. Mm -hmm. But when we, when we were shooting our feature film, we did the whole thing for a, like tens of thousands of dollars, which is crazy. Wow. But we had people that were unprofessional that called out that um, just, they showed up to set like very inebriated and like just not participatory on, on any, on any element of their job. And like, yeah, we've definitely had conversations where it's like, hey, what's going on? Like, but then it kind of comes to a point where it's, especially when you're paying them, you know, like <laughs> you're fucking with my vision here. Yeah. Like, you're fucking, oh, yeah. like Courtney, you. Does, Courtney does so much work in, in prep and, and likewise when it comes to all of the elements of production and, and we're paying for your time and we're paying for the person that you auditioned as, or that we interviewed. And when you're not that version of yourself, we get that you have off days, but one individual in particular, it was three days straight. And we had to just be like, look, we're three days into a 14 day feature. We can't, and we will not go through with this. And we ended up not having an audio person that for the entire feature film, which ended up messing us up for the entire duration of, of like, even still now, like, um, had we just, had we just figured something out and gone with somebody else, then things would have been different. But we have had situations here in LA that the one situation court was talking about, about, um, well, there's been numerous, but, um, the actor that was like, I'm going to act, I'm going to direct. And he, he wrote a shot list out in order of the edit. And so it was like, <sighs> we were in like double double m and i was like i'm sorry you want to have how many setups and we've got eight hours to do all of the lighting changes and the scene is four pages long and we're in double m of shots and he was and i was like having to condense it down and it got to the point that 
all of the cast and crew wasn't getting paid. And so we made it. It was over Thanksgiving like week. We, we, Courtney and I rearranged the schedule and made us all not have to work over Thanksgiving. And he threw a temper tantrum that we didn't need to show up on Thanksgiving to shoot one shot. And we were like, no, 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 no. We have to put our foot down that like, you're going to irritate the director, but the director needs to be pacified anyways. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, let him do his thing and eat his traducan. He actually let... That was what he was mad I know, about. I know, I know. You messed it up my turducken. <laughs> he was he was so mad that he paid he paid a hundred dollars and he got a pumpkin pie from Costco and I was like, my guy, we don't want to work on Thanksgiving, okay? He gave Ashley. So we arrived on our on our scheduled time while I was setting up the lights. Ashley spent an hour just redoing the shot list because this every day, though. every day, every day she was doing that. So kind of like if if she has the reins to start doing that. I mean, he would even ask her acting questions, even though he was the director. He's like, well, what do you think? And what do you think about this? So it just, it turned into <laughs> Ashley was the director without getting paid for without me. the credit of directing. Without getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't want the credit. Please yeah. keep, the credit. <laughs> keep, the credit. <laughs> keep the credit. It was, yeah. it was a really interesting, really interesting shoot. Uh, what is this work-life balance? Never. Yeah. No. Yeah, never. We don't. We don't do that. Those Costco pumpkin pies are bomb. They are. They, they are, are good. So, but it's like five pies. bucks. Whoever yeah. finishes those, unless Just like, you have more than two people, God. don't be mad when people don't want to eat your Costco pumpkin pie. Okay. <laughs> I have a turducken and a Costco pumpkin pie. Just going away. Um, no, I did, but I, 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 I dig that that idea of how sort of going forward you think that that indie is sort of going to like the indie approach is going to, is going to sort of be more uh, widely accepted. I mean, especially after this pandemic and how things are being done. When you look at production, when I, when I'm like, when I'm looking at like Jimmy Fallon and I'm like, my shit's about as good as Jimmy Fallon's. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's talking to somebody on zoom. It's like, I don't whatever. It, <laughs> I don't know, like that approach to it. Um, I, I I think I saw like an interview with uh, the du the Duplass brothers, and they kind of have this this thing where they have their own sort of little machine uh, way of working, and they come from that indie world, and they come from that idea, uh, and, and like uh, like uh, I remember our interview with like Louis C.K. as well. How he sold his show was like, hey, you spend all you spend like you know, a million dollars per episode over here, I can do one episode for like $20,000 with my crew, with my people on a, like, like really do really quality work on a budget. Because like you're saying in this industry, there tends to be a lot of people just sort of standing around a lot, a lot of union people, you know, like who, who gotta be there because that's part of the whole union thing and nothing against unions or anything like that. Uh, but this is, but this leads to the waste of people just sort of standing around, you know, looking around, doing whatever. I guess I'll move this over here, or whatever it is. You know, there's a lot of waste that goes into these huge productions that can be eliminated by just some forethought and and cutting the fat. And, I, and so I do see that, and I'm not obviously I'm not in that world at all. So I don't. I, I could. I mean, I just see that I could see where you're coming from. What else, sort of. Uh, May, leads you to believe that that the indie world is sort of going to be on the rise as well. I mean, you're watching the rise of YouTube. Like, this is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it where 
content creators, ourselves included, have been like forcefully shoved in the YouTube direction mm-hmm. because that really is the future of content creation. You're you have so many different streaming platforms that are hungry for content. Like I, I can't even name all of the ones that are out there anymore. So why wouldn't you emphasize small budget, like small crew productions to make this content move forward when we need to have so much content being chugged out because so many people are consuming so much content on a daily basis. It's alarming. You're watching it happen on TikTok. You're watching it happen on Instagram. But to uh, to backtrack on um, what you're saying about the unions and stuff, I think that our storytelling and a lot of the up and coming storytelling isn't dedicated to big budgets. Mm-hmm. It is really about going back to the art of, of storytelling. And um, like this weekend, the Russo brothers are hosting a 48 hour film festival. That's kind of just like work with what you have, where you are and like make a film. And that's the the barrier of entry. I think is so many people are so convinced that, well, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars. I don't have an expensive camera. I can't make this happen. And that's just simply not the case. You're watching like 12 year olds shoot these cinematic landscapes on their iPhone. And so like, like you were saying, like the whole Jimmy Fallon and and all of that stuff, it's real. And if this last year hasn't been an indicator of how much you can accomplish, not just here on Twitch, but in content creation moving forward, you can do so much virtually with very little crew. Hmm. And so I, I think that this and the rise of YouTube, TikTok, short form content is going to skyrocket. Hmm. Quibi just went to, went about it in a very convoluted way. But I think had they marketed more so like TikTok, that kind of, that, that would have taken off, but it just didn't. Hmm. And I think something that people need to pull their head out of, out of their ass about is that indie film or these other ideas that in America, especially aren't Marvel or like aren't going to sell. Fast that and furious nine oh billion my gosh. that they won't sell. And that's just not true at all. Yeah. People want fresh ideas. That's why all of us indie filmmakers are like, here's my contribution to the world. And like, please look at it because there are so many incredible indie indie filmmakers that are telling really beautiful stories. And that also, like Ashley was saying, that doesn't mean less quality. That is not what that means at all. You actually get more tender love and care for a baby that is here for you to consume and watch. Consume was a really weird word to use when speaking about children. Mm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's really important because I see so much stuff just on, whether it's on YouTube or Netflix even. And then it's like, oh, this was really low budget. This was only this. And friends of ours are making really, really beautiful content. And it's just, it's not going anywhere because it doesn't sell, but I am so tired of someone is going to hate me for this, but like, I don't want to see any more star Wars stuff. I don't want to see any more Marvel stuff. I don't want to see any more Disney reboots. (laughs) They're they're like, you're, you're completely botching original content. And so many people have so many incredible ideas and now everything's being pulled from books now there are so many fresh ideas out there that no one is paying attention to. And that is really unfortunate. So I really hope that with the rise of indie film, that we're going to actually let some indie filmmakers have the floor. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I should probably get to some of these questions here. Um, speaking of song lists, are you thrown off by when regulars don't have any regular songs they request? Hmm. 
No. I mean, are we talking about Rick? Are you talking about in the song list? Because when someone, so Chris, Chris really loves I'll fall you into the dark when he doesn't request that. I don't think much of it. Mm. I, I appreciate it because then we get to sing our song list is 300 deep. So it's wow. really exciting when people request other stuff in the song list that maybe isn't something that they normally would. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Pragmatism has its place. You don't need a humongous uh, budget now more than ever there are more services that provide platforms to people who have ideas of course there is always the issue of privilege and what can be afforded but it seems that things are becoming more accessible yeah totally do you think with things becoming more accessible that, that, that that's more of a good thing or do you think it's something that will oversaturate the market and make it harder the market is always going to be oversaturated yeah. with everything right. um just in our experience as music streamers on Twitch, there was an influx of music streamers and there's a lot of big professional names uh, in music that came to Twitch. And mm -hmm. some may argue, oh, it's oversaturated, but if they're bringing awareness to this platform, they're bringing eyeballs and they're bringing audiences with them. And I think that that translates over to filmmaking. Yeah. Now, it may be hard to cut through the noise because there are so many YouTube content creators. There are so many filmmakers, like film festivals are a dime a dozen. Um, films honestly are a dime a dozen, but what makes filmmakers and musicians and artists really stand out is the continuation of work and like constantly growing your portfolio. We have friends that have done only two short films in the time that we've done a hundred that look down upon us. And we also look down upon them, you know, like it's going to be stuff that like we always don't agree on. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where the whole like conversation of oversaturation comes from. Everyone has their different mm -hmm. opinions, but by there being more people out there that are excited and invigorated about filmmaking and art and music, I think that that just leads us to have these breakthroughs to create new types of stories and, and really expand our horizons together as a collective instead of like nitpicking and being like, well, there's so many people over there that are making so much yeah. content. Like the cream of the crop will rise eventually uh, as long as you stick with it. So whether you've made one or a hundred, whether you've made one or a hundred, we've made a hundred and I think our quality is pretty damn good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we'll be all right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think your quality is absolutely like top notch. I mean, like, and, and the talent that you work with as well, like you, you two have a very good eye for talent as well. Like I, I, I didn't haven't seen one film where I'm like, that guy sucks as an actor. Maybe I haven't dug far enough, but or like this is taking me out of the story because this guy, I hate him. You know, like or whatever it is. <laughs> you guys, no, you baby. I was just like, oh, I do not like. I do not like. I, I was like, uh, what was it? Um, it was in Under Pressure, when, uh, when Courtney is uh is she having an affair or is she just talking to somebody because she's lonely because joel is at work all the time i i was confused by that was there an affair going on or was it just like an emotional affair or what was what was that by the way i wouldn't even say that it was an affair at all i think that especially when you're going through something like that right. and this is where it's the double-edged thing because joel was just trying to right. work as hard as he could doing the best he could at a job that didn't appreciate him but she needed him and it didn't matter how much money he was making. It didn't matter if, if um, you could afford or he could afford her treatment for anything. It didn't matter. She just wanted him to be there for her. So I think that that's, that's all that that was.
Yeah. It's yeah. also that that was her donor. You're right. I know I that. Know. Yeah. I don't know if that came through at all. It but did. It did. It did. That was the bone marrow donor. But yeah. I, I also I was just confused. It's like, so wait, is she having an affair with him? But maybe I'm just. It's... No, I mean, like, that's that's a natural inclination mm-hmm. that a he lot of. That. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people. And, and um, Bob Harris, who was uh, Joel and that also was like, is is this an affair? And I was like, I can't answer this question for you. You have to make that decision and you have to arrive there based on your biases and your worldview mm-hmm. on things. Yeah, that I mean, that's a really intense short film. And how do you how do you communicate with an actor who has to like, you know, murder people and stuff like like how 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 do you like approach someone who has to do like very intense, very I can imagine very draining, very emotionally draining things. Uh, my wife is an actress, and I know that you know she'll she'll run a, a scene about rape all day, and then come home and be like, "Oh God, this is like you know." So, I'm aware that this is emotionally taxing. So, like, how do you go about like ushering a good performance, like a very convincing of performance from an actor um, under those circumstances? I work very closely with all of our actors. Mm-hmm. I make myself, I'm always the screenwriter mm-hmm. and I make myself very available from the starting process of when we bring them on. I explain the parameters. We have certain safeguards in place that if we are doing, um, so eye for eye in there is, there was a suggestive scene. There was just, I, I was on the receiving end of, of everything happening. And me as camera, I, I took the brunt. I always try to find the way to make the actor or actress as comfortable as possible. In the case with under pressure, we ran it through and we kind of explained to him and every actor is a little bit different. There have been films that we had to leave the actors alone for four hours so they could get in a headspace, which is like, we don't have time for this. Um, But (laughs) for the most part, everyone's been really, really wonderful in me saying, Hey, I'm not going to wear you out. We're going to shoot this maybe two to four times. I know the coverage that we're getting and we're going to rehearse it without you going full out so that when we run this performance, everybody better be on their A game. And that pressure, you can correct me too. And like bring your two cents into this. Cause like you are on the receiving end of this so often, but it is so important to make sure that everybody understands, like you communicate thoroughly what the expectations are, how the scene is going to play out and make it a collaboration and really make them a part of it because they are, they're the person bringing this character and this story to life. And all I can do is fall into support and make sure that they have the resources and tools to tell that story. Um, yeah. I mean, my experience is a little bit different because I'm always there in within the writing process. Ashley's very open about what is going to be in the script. She's told me that she's not going to put things in the script because I'm, she doesn't want, to put an actor through something that she wouldn't do herself. And so um, when she's talking to me about stuff, she hasn't put things in there. And I've said, it's okay to put that in there. I will be okay if you put that in there. So she's very open with me about what the script is going to look like. And on set, she's the same way. I I haven't ever felt emotionally exhausted Hmm. by a role, actually. I've been just physically exhausted because it is physically taxing. I am kind of able to compartmentalize that once the camera's off, that's it. I'm done. And I'm just tired because I was bawling my eyes out for four takes or, or what have you. But 
um, being on set actually is incredibly respectful and just say after every take, are you okay? How was that? How are things? Which I think a lot of directors don't do. They just roll right over you and they're like, all right, cool. Just get set. Let's do it again. And she's really appreciative and she takes care of your feelings as the actor because it's her film and she's asking a lot of you and she knows she's asking a lot of you in any of the scenes. So she's always there to make sure that you are okay and just have that extra step. And then, like she said, she's always there to talk to and say, Hey, this line, I'm not really sure about, or how are you thinking this would go as far as like the intimacy of it uh, in the show, in the film that you screened, we were both under this kid. She was sitting there filming and I was laying there. So, I mean, he might've been uncomfortable, but she was there with me. She was there with him. So she's like, I'm right in this with you guys. It's okay. Mm. And that's something that's really special about Ashley. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's that for that whole like sequence in eye for eye, we shot that one time. That was it. Mm -hmm. It was, and it was 30 seconds of footage. Like we don't need to belabor this situation. Like we got the shot. Let's move. We don't need to shoot for safety. I have it. We're rolling with this. You we know? know what happens. Yeah. Right. 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 Have you, uh, have you both ever had any blowback because of the content that you put out? Like for instance, um, you know, Joel strangles his coworker to death. So like something like violence against women and showing it, have, have you had any kind of blowback in that sense from anything you put out? We've definitely had people express concerns of being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, but we've done our best to be as transparent as possible about the type of films we make and the type of filmmakers we are. I think we tell a lot of stories that are geared towards complex women characters. Mm -hmm. And actually, eye for eye, um, when we completed the film, there was a whole echelon of men at the top of this program that said, no, this is not a believable story. Hmm. Women would never feel that angry as to take justice into their own hands and be then become violent. Hmm. And this was a bias that we had to confront dead on and we had to stand our ground. Our whole team was made of women. And we were like, okay, so if something happens to your sister, your girlfriend, they're like, oh, I'd kill the guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like more so having to explain why this is a real story mm -hmm. and these women really would react this way in, um, in Under Pressure too, that Courtney's character would legit be that angry and not like that she is complex, that she mm -hmm. has feelings and and there's more to it than just like, the story that you're seeing and then the end point of the film, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So we've, yeah. we've definitely had people get mad at us about diversity, about their understanding of different topics and what they don't like to confront as the truth within themselves. And what's really interesting about that, I just thought about this is, so something they said is, um, is that a woman would never be that angry to do that, but yet in the eyes of a lot of men were seen as being extremely emotional. So why would we not right. be that angry? Why would we not be the people like, right. we don't need you to be angry on our behalf because according to you, we are more than emotional enough for ourselves. Oh. So it didn't really make much sense that they would say that. And it's just because you haven't seen that, but now there are movies like Peppermint where she's like, no, I'm going to wait five years and then I'm going to go and kill all of you. And it, <laughs> and it does like there, there is so much anger in it's just the way that we deal with it could be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but it was really important for us to address that in this one. 
have you ever had a situation where you were asked or told to edit something out or change something because of because it made somebody uncomfortable or you know it was not it, it went outside of this doesn't work with the storyline you know it, it goes out it goes beyond that it's like this i don't i just don't like this this aspect I, I like i don't want her you know choking her to death you know like that that's just violence against women have you had to have you ever had to uh, placate to those kind of demands no, because everything we've done has been independent. And um, honestly, your art should hurt people's feelings. Your art <laughs> yes, should move that. people to confront their own internal biases. So have there been people that have expressed displeasure or anger at our projects? For sure. But I also am not a huge fan of their work either. So, you know, like it's just <laughs> that all of us, all of us are in completely different realms and what someone deems as being really great and like hilarious mm. we look at and we're like wow that's really offensive yeah. like no we wouldn't touch that with a 50-foot pole uh, i think that has heavily to do with how how heavily we vet our projects and mm. the stories that we tell because once someone watches something especially and it's your work you are now responsible for those memories that they live with and mm. if you just kind of surprise attack them with stuff without putting a trigger warning ahead of it you're kind of an asshole as a creator. So just very, very, very being mindful of people's traumatic experiences and, and repressed memories that they may not even be aware of. So no, we haven't had to because we've stayed out of the studio world. That, and we stand by it. Like I said, we vet it. We stand by every single thing that we do. People don't like it when it comes out. We're like, well, that's tough shit because we really like it. This is something that's important to us. And we're willing to step out on a ledge and just try different things, but we know where our moral line stands and exactly what Ashley said, what we're willing to put people through as far as feelings. Yeah. So especially for, um, for films, trigger warning, and even on our stream, we're like, guys, we need to take a second trigger warning about this, this, this. If you need to step out, please do that. And we've had people who say, I'm sorry, I can't stay for the rest of the film, which we totally respect, right. but we have to give them that option to make that choice for themselves. We're not going to just bombard them with content that they're never going to unsee without telling them that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. That's just being a courteous human being. <laughs> I think. Suarez, you, you lovely human being. How you been, buddy? Thank you so much for that. Look at you subscribe for six months. How dare you, Matt Suarez? How dare you? Thank you, my friend. I love you, Matt. Thank you for that shout out, Raina. That, 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 that was perfect. Oh, <laughs> I love your emote. Uh, how does it, how do you feel about, you know, these, when when certain situations do occur where people are making changes because of of maybe something that you wouldn't even see as that bad but someone is offended well how does that make how do how do you how do you two respond to that how does it how does it make you feel when you see other projects that are getting shut down because of or or even even movies getting canceled or however that works just because of the content of it do, do you do you think there should be a, a form of of censorship to art or or do you do you uh, and I know outside of the extreme I'm not trying to say like hate films or anything but like do you think that is that something that that you're okay with are you okay with that how do you guys feel about that kind of I mean we're seeing it a lot now so uh, I don't know. How does that make you feel? Um, 
Louis C.K., you mentioned earlier, if he never works in Hollywood ever again, that would be too soon because <laughs> he, the stuff, the culture of abuse has been coming out mm-hmm. to the forefront more so yeah, now than God. ever. Thank God. And yeah. it's, it's so important to talk about that element mm-hmm. of, of the power dynamic and control that so many executives have had over productions. So in that case of stuff like that being canceled, absolutely, absolutely agree. And you need to give those opportunities to under, under like represented communities and women and, and, and people of color, like, it's, there's so many stories to tell that we don't need another mediocre, stupid story that we've seen 150 times. There are so many films and so many scripts out there that have so much more to give and so much more of an impact than a lot of these films that have been canceled. I totally get the censorship aspect uh, and perspective of things. But at a given time, then go make it on your own. Go get the independent financing and, and go create it because there are hundreds, thousands of films and content that that's out there that offends anyone and everyone. And so they're doing it. And if you if you feel that strongly about it, then you go get it made. But don't cry that it's unfair that the person that was going to finance it canceled because you are a genuinely shitty person. And stuff finally came out about you, you yeah. know? Yeah. And in the realm of, let's say, our films, if someone were to come back later and say, oh, we should cancel CA because I didn't like the way that they did this. I'm not really concerned about it, even moving forward, just because you're not ever going to make anybody happy. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like your film for whatever reason. And as long as we are within our moral guidelines and we know exactly why we did this, this is why we talked about it. And we're able to back that up mm. and not just say, oh, I just wanted to mega movie like there is a reason and we are very intentional and we do keep that kind of stuff in mind we always have Mm. so if somebody just doesn't like our film and wants to cancel it i'm able to back up why we chose to do what we did so is ashley and i completely stand by it like i said you're not going to make everybody happy so try to do right by yourself as best as you can also on the censorship conversation it's really hard when you you were also mentioning like well obviously other than like the really terrible stuff we don't as a society even agree on what the really terrible stuff right. is no well, like there's no definitive truth anymore and so you. when you can't even make that decision that mm-hmm. like all of us are going to come together on this one topic and it's untouchable mm-hmm. i don't think that we can make these statements of like censorship because yeah every someone's offended and then somebody else isn't offended and it's just where's where's that line someone is always going to be offended by your stuff and a very drastic example is like there's porn and then there's hbo (laughs) is a common one that people talk about they're like well there's that and then but hbo just they do whatever they want and so it's yeah exactly that it's really hard to put a definitive line in the sand yeah do you think that the culture, the cancel culture has gone too far in some aspects, or do you think it's right on point? Honestly, we try our best not to stay too attuned to what's going on Mm, in like society. Cause again, it's as, as content creators and artists, you have to be very mindful of where your energy is going. And I don't have the energy to keep up with what YouTube can YouTuber was canceled and which, and then they're going to be redeemed the next day, you know, and then they issue an apology, like also coming from inside the film world. I don't know how much of this is staged. Mm. I don't know how much of this is like 
logistically like they plan to put out something offensive just to get right. back on the radar radar and then now they're going to release a new documentary on youtube you know yeah. like I, I have no idea that variance so it's hard to answer that that and then just the baby boomer generation, they look at millennials and they're like, oh my gosh, they're upset about everything. It's the exact same situation for us. And we basically, everything that we've grown up with, with 9-11 and all everything that's going on right now, we have a very different view of the world because of what we were born into. And Gen Z and everybody younger has the same thing. They're growing up, they grew up with the internet. So their experience is completely valid and their feelings are completely valid. Hmm. I don't understand all of it because I, I'm just, I'm not there. I I didn't grow up with that. And I didn't, I, I was when dial up didn't exist. (laughs) Right. And so it's a whole different thing for us. And so it is important to try to not pay attention to it and just do our best, which I think every content creator is trying to do. Well, we're all just trying to to make content that we're proud of. And yeah. I know that that's really difficult, but cancel culture. I just, yeah, I don't know. I agree with what you said and you said it really well. Oh, thanks. That's all I got. No, and I do agree with that because the way that I, I, I agree that, that there's so much information out there that it's hard to discern what exactly is truth. And and like you said, some of these people, some of these artists, some companies are are mm-hmm. canceling themselves just so they can go on an apology tour and get and get attention again. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of gone a little too far, in my opinion. But but then there is like real truth to like these 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 movements uh, against you know oppression and stuff. There are there is truth to it. But then I also see the other side of it where we have uh, social media and a media and the mainstream media mainstream media. I do not want to sound like Fox News. The mainstream media is lying, you know, but but they are. But you know, I, it's it's. There's just so much misinformation out there that is being funded even in fact that it's like how do you even know what's real anymore and like what to even believe in and it's it's very frustrating and and you can see it you could see that it's frustrating socially too just by how people are reacting to all of this stuff so uh, what what do we do what's the solution <laughs> and and even with mainstream media let's say one investigative journalist is doing one thing and they interview, they don't see documents because maybe it's above their pay grade, mm-hmm. but they interview 10 people and all 10 people have the same agenda. And that's actually not true. Right. The journalist is only doing right by themselves and mm-hmm. reporting on what they believe to be true as well because of the facts they were given. And that's all that we can do is base an opinion off the facts that we are given. And if those aren't right, when then what is right and who is it coming from like how far up does it go we don't know i don't know just please be nice to people that's like let's just bring that down to basic let's just be respectful of human beings and let's start there that's my solution don't be a dingus <laughs> don't be a dingus i love that um so so have you have either of you experienced writer's block uh ashley you you said you did a lot of the, the screenwriting and stuff so have you ever been in that situation where you're just like, I just can't do it. Dink, don't be a dingus. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. I think writer's block is a natural part of the process. Uh, but especially what's been happening lately with us on Twitch is all of my creative energy prior to, to Twitch was going towards filmmaking and, and everything filmmaking. And 
it's been really important for me to not be upset with myself that I just don't have the creative energy to sit down and write a script the way that I used to. And my, my whole process has been completely thrown off because Courtney and I have our own process for writing music. And then when we're sitting down hashing out ideas for stream, that's its own process. And now we've added YouTube and like external content into the mix, which is completely skewed everything. And every time you have to adapt or every time I've had to adapt to all of these different mediums and our different audiences on all of those different mediums, it's changed the way that I create films and the way that I write films. So it's been really hard to get regimented back into screenwriting just from this unique couple years that we've had. And yeah, like our, our content output in 2018 when we were on Twitch was like three or four films in 2019, we only had two or three films and then 2020 we had two films. And so it's, it's been really, really hard with the addition of Twitch and content creation as a whole to get back into screenwriting. It's been so painful. And then we say consistency is key, which means we need to be consistent on all of these new ventures that we're right. adding. So we're constantly switching gears. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you do you both ever feel like you should like strip back and like take away some of these platforms where you because you are a little spread too thin? Or do you TikTok is the one that I just can't understand why we're going to put resources towards that. And it's mostly because I'm not interested in doing like these bit parts. Like if I, if we're doing that, I want to demonstrate and build that world through film. Mm -hmm. And like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me as a content creator to be thinking of unique TikTok ideas to put out because TikTok's a very, very specific platform yeah. and it's just not for us. And we had like, everyone was like, you guys need to do it. We need, you need to do it. And you guys are going to be amazingly successful. And, and we did it and we did our research on it. And it, we just like, not that we expected instant success, but it also was kind of like, we told you yeah. this is not a good platform for us. And like, we just had to abandon ship on that. But um, even YouTube content, like we are burning out yeah. big time because we're like, we started putting our films on there and then we started doing covers and then we did this Twitch streamer bootcamp and now we're doing these film reactions and everything is just so hard to stay on top of. They're like individual lanes that people dedicate entire channels to. And right. we're just trying to do it all, all it. and then and then you know show up and be like fully energized and and ready to stream and like giving of yourself. Right. And it's been really hard. I also feel like on Twitch there are so many things with film as well. But let's say you do we do a Twitch stream, and I feel like we're doing this long like tap dance number, and then at the end we're like ta da, <laughs> just heavy breathing, and we're exhausted. Yeah. And then then we do that on TikTok, and someone's drooling out of the side of their mouth like. Swipe, dumb. They just keep like yeah. keep moving on with our lives, and it's really hard. It's really hard to have that um, when you are, especially Ashley and I. We put our all into everything that we're doing, and so Twitch means a lot to us. And we don't want to like our name is on something. We take that very seriously. Your name is your brand. Someone in chat said earlier, and it's yeah. so true. So how are you going to represent yourself? And we do everything hundred percent. That's just how we are. We don't, we are not half in, we go all in. And yeah, TikTok is just, that's not the place for us to really flex and, and show what we are capable of. And that's not where we want to put our time. 
Ophelia. I'm gonna go ahead and, and take time to address these five subs. Mighty, mighty, how dare you? Thank you so much, mighty, mighty. Mm -hmm. I appreciate those five gift subs to this, this ever-growing community. And uh, the silence noise, thank you for that host. Uh, there's a couple other things. Um, M Sister Life, welcome. Thank you for the host. Good to see you, 96.2. Thank you for the follow. And DJ Willie Show, I saw you followed a while ago, and I wanted to catch up with you there and, and say thank you so much. And hi, Fierce Babe. Nice to see you. Um, so I, we got more questions here in the, in the, in the question thing. Uh, how can talent audition to work with you? And that is from our very own Random Mystique. Hey, um, we usually put out casting notices and... Um, we will try to share them with our internal network first. And the thing is, we're usually on an extreme time crunch. So we move fairly quickly. We'll do, um, we'll send, we'll put the audition notice up and then we'll do callbacks or we'll do like a, a video read for them to submit uh, within two days. And then we'll usually do either in person or we'll do a video read with usually Courtney or one of the other actors that's involved and, and we'll go from there. So it's very much uh, either we put the blast out to our socials. Hey, we're casting this project. Um, here are the details, or we'll put it up on like actors access and um, all of the other, uh, my brain is blanking because we haven't done this in so long, <laughs> um, but uh, we'll put it up on the casting boards and, um, and put it up on our socials. So I would say, uh, to just check out our socials. I think what we might um, start doing is we have a bunch of actors in a Facebook group that we usually will put that out to because uh, we love working with with our our old older actors friends and we love working with new talent. So um, we'll absolutely make sure to keep putting that stuff out there. I, I like that. Um, the the. You, do you you tend to work with the same crew a lot, like with the same people a lot? As we, far as actors or crew side? Uh, both, both. Both. We really don't work with crew. It's usually Courtney oh, yeah, and I will, right. will bring uh, we'll bring one person on maybe, um, uh -huh. but we haven't had a lot of success with people that mm. really really care. It 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 does get down to um, a lot of laziness. So yeah, like um, actor wise depending on the project, like this weekend, I'm pretty sure we're doing a 48 hour film festival and uh, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Courtney and I. So just cause I can't guarantee that like everyone's going to be able to get their testing in the next 24 hours to make sure. And I don't want to put anybody at risk just to make a movie. Um, but if, it wasn't COVID times. We would probably just send out a mass text to our group who we know we've worked with before. They're good with lines, they're actors. So they have like serving jobs or they're doing freelance work that they can work around and, and they're down to memorize a script at, at the last second. Yeah. 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 The, it's so, I just keep coming back to like, working with assholes <laughs> I just, I just, like that's all I get to, it's like when you start when you start spreading out the inner circle it just it, it leaves rooms for assholes to work their way in and it's just 
I feel you. I feel you about working on like uh, on a very small, small, small crew, and like that's that's how I like doing it. It's like if I'm doing any kind of recording work, even it's like, dude, you're gonna have to send it to me, and I'm gonna do it where I'm at because I'm not gonna go somewhere. Take my stuff. And don't call me an asshole publicly. I never will. Never. I love you, <laughs> silence noise. Uh, actually, speaking of the silence noise, we have a question from. The silence noise. Uh, here we go. So we know that you guys are all about the love and Ohana and everything, but I've got a spicy question. If you had to vote one mod off the island, who would it be? You can also vote yourself off the island. Oh, my God. Why does everything got to be oh, a yeah. troll game with you? <laughs> with you and her. You and Sarah. Everything's a troll game. It can't be. Can't, can't take anything serious. Just kidding. Okay, Lovely well, you question. didn't clarify if it was past or present, so all the ones we voted off are gone. There you go. Very good. Very good. They are off the island. I won't name them because I, I can't do that. Because they're gone. Because they're gone. Yeah, I don't remember no them. What, what, <laughs> Much love. What, what kind of things gets you uh, gets gets a mod booted off the team? And you don't have to uh, name names, but, you know, what kind of things? Uh, recently... Um, Chags decided to spam <laughs> Pug Please and um, he got booted off the island. For um, Pug it, please? Was, it was accidental, but I still stand by it. <laughs> you gotta go. He was trying to delete the comment and just banned him. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was very accidental, but I guess you're a trooper. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no. Um, our mods are, are really amazing and they've been so forthright. We expect a lot from our mods and they've just been so wonderful, especially in March. We had no idea that if we were going to be on the front page every every stream, which was fantastic. And everybody, the second that it happened, just pivoted. And not that they they take it lightly, but like, Everyone was super attentive and it was like, it's go time. Yeah, and, yeah. And and that's and that's the incredibleness of all of them is everyone has their respective jobs and they don't overstep on anyone else's jobs. And it works so well to make sure that our streams run well and we're able to have really in-depth, like our last stream, we talked about mental health for about an hour and just knowing that they have our back, that we can talk about this kind of stuff and that we can go on film tangents and we can go on music tangents and stuff and that they're always going to have our back is world changing. Yeah. Yeah. Twitch has definitely brought something new to the table that I've never experienced really. Uh, and that's like instant, instant, uh, not judgment, but instant response. Judgment. She's yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 homie. It's judgment. It's judgment. <laughs> but, but because I come from the podcasting world where you're just talking into the ether until someone sends you an email and then it's like, you know, however that goes. And it's like, it could be good <laughs> or bad or whatever, but it's like. But like all of a sudden you have like an instant response and an instant, uh, you know, like it, it's just you you can bounce ideas off of people and you can it, you can get different perspectives that that span from all over the world. And it's just that it's become not only an amazing uh, platform for the show, but it's also become this just like this huge tool and just learning and how and how to communicate with people in general. 
Uh, it's because I'm, I'm not that great at it. Uh, I try. I mean, I, 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 I'm okay at it, but I'm just saying sometimes I'm not the best communicator. We speak English good. Uh, but it's, it's, <sighs> it's a very, uh, it's just a very interesting platform that I've never really, uh, I, I just, you don't know what to expect when you come to this. You know, when you first come to Twitch, it's like biddies and raids and, and subscriptions and, and gift subs and all the crazy stuff that, that, you know, that's very overwhelming at first. And, yeah, you, I mean, it's just like a, you gotta like learn the platform before you can even sort of navigate in it, and I, I think that's why it's so underrated. I don't know. Do you think Twitch is underrated? I mean, like the silence noise came. He came me when he was on the show. He was saying that he wishes that that Twitch would take itself a little bit more seriously. You know, like because because it's something that gets. Well, I think silence noise said this. Uh, something that gets more views than primetime television, you would think they would put a little bit more money or at least a little bit more effort behind getting the word out, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? What, do you think it's underrated? Do you think that Twitch could do more? Uh, I mean, you're partnered now, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to have you, you know, shit all over Twitch or anything, but I'm just curious. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go, go, go. I think it is a, a smidge underrated just because one people don't even know what it is and a lot of people who do know what it is go oh well that's a gaming platform mm. and it's so much more than that it's right. expanded so much i give it to twitch though they're trying to handle a lot of stuff right now and there's all obviously twitter adding them every 10 seconds about there's a problem here there's a problem here and there's only so much they can do and things are gonna um trickle down and it's gonna take a while for us to actually see big change but um, I do think definitely getting the word out that it is so much more than a gaming platform is really important. I actually don't think I've ever interacted with someone, maybe one person uh, who actually knew what Twitch was when we said it. So it's, it's very rare, but I do think it's underrated. Yes. In my experience, when we've talked about Twitch, it's been really cool to have the reception of it's, music and gaming mm. so we're getting somewhere yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. um they have there has been a huge push on on the music section that there is their own tab like of course are there things that could be done better like always with anything with any organization for sure but like court said i think we have a little unique perspective into twitch and what's going on behind the scenes a little bit um and we know that there is a lot like view bots are a lot and and just making sure that this is a a great place and like the place for streamers to want to stream um is is like a huge priority but like yeah it's hard to talk about twitch without or like without anybody being like oh live streaming you just need a camera and you just need blah 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 right. and twitch is an entire world it's right. like i don't know about facebook or instagram or <laughs> youtube live like any of those things but here, like like you were saying, there's a whole culture behind it. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that the resources are there to support as many new streamers. I mean, like you you fumble your way into like understanding stuff, but that's why we thought it was really important for us to have like put that information out there, find the yeah. stuff that we wish was out there and put that out on on YouTube and like make it quick and succinct. Because when you're first starting out, you still have that excitement of this newness of this platform. And yeah, I mean, like getting the word out there. I guess 
like everybody that knows us knows that we stream on Twitch and like everybody outside of like our parents uh, is familiar with Twitch. So that's definitely <laughs> a step further than where we were two years ago. Right? Yeah. 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 Especially with the exponential growth that's seen over the, the pandemic and, you know, people being trapped at home looking for something to watch and, get absorbed into it it's like man twitch was very much for for us for my family a very a very saving grace because it was there's a streamer his name is uh just joe syracuse i love him he's, he's been on the show he's good dude he used to be in this rock band and he has stories about being in an orgy with peter Steele from typo negative it's amazing uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh but it's a uh, you know like in those first days like we would watch Joe and Doc Bizzle is another one who was like an, an OG music streamer uh, who quit actually not too long ago, which is, which is kind of a bummer because he's a really, really positive person that I really enjoyed hanging out with. But, uh, you know, like in those beginning days, it was just something where it was like live music. We had lost all our gigs, you know, like her theater shut down, you know, like she's she's she was doing she was in the, uh, she was wrapping up a, a run. And uh, it was just one of those things that really gave us comfort and, and, and it gave us direction because it was like, well, we should probably do this now. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like, I know you two came into it a little differently. What was your precipice? What was the thing that was like, oh, we should go do Twitch now? Like, let's do that. Because, I mean, especially two years ago when really nobody knew what Twitch was and the music, um, the music uh, section was fairly new, I think, a couple years ago. So, um, uh, what, what, what urged you or pushed you into this? So a friend of ours who streams on Twitch, he was in our feature film and he's been in a few of our projects. Um, we'd finally moved out, out to LA and he's like, we should grab dinner and catch up and see what's, what's going on and what's new. And then, um, we would see this, this thing on Instagram and we're like, he's gaming okay cool what because he's predominantly an actor and so when we met up we were asking what's going on we're like what is this 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 entity what what is happening here are you just streaming games like what what's going on and he started telling us about twitch and we were we were just listening and then he was like okay but you guys should do it though and immediately went <laughs> um you what and he said that we would he's like you guys would kill it on there you should you should look into it and figure it out so we started um doing a kind of a a search on there just to see what it was about and we saw a lot of games and eventually we're like okay well um ashley had just had this nostalgia burst and she was like i want an n64 and i want all of these games and so we had just acquired all of this stuff and we figured, okay, well, we'll just, we'll start gaming then, not knowing that there was a music community. We had seen, oh. I found out right at the top of this that ASMR existed. I had no idea what that was. Um, so <laughs> jumping into Twitch, I was like, this is fascinating. And so we started gaming and then we, um, he would rate us and, and he was doing really well on Twitch. So we had, we were fortunate enough to have a friend who was streaming. And then uh, eventually we left our own devices we would do a song of the hour on Twitch and everyone just kept wanting to hear more music instead of watching us in this little tiny screen over here. Cause we had a different overlay for music where you could see our faces. Yeah. Uh, and, and then 
we just eventually said, you know what, we should just do music full time. That's that's where that's where we that's where we should go and thrive. Okay, great. I give it to gamers for reading chat and playing their game and everything that they do. Y'all are incredible. Not for us. And so we jumped into music and we've been doing music ever since. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, hold on one second. My, oh my. I feel that so much. You got it. <laughs> this is this cough, man. This is that, that weed induced cough right here, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you got you got pounded out sometimes. You got pounded out. The, the well, I, I I had this question, but I coughed it away. So I suppose we'll just change <laughs> we'll just change directions drastically. Wait, no, 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 it's coming back. Hold on, hold on. You guys were talking about how um how you guys got started, how you two got started. Okay, hold on. Who cares? It, it's gone now. It just let it go, Mike. You're not getting it back. It's gone. You've smoked your brain cells away. Uh, so how? Uh, in the writing process of writing a script, do you, how often are you finding your? Oh my gosh, are you serious, Mighty Mighty? All right, we'll do that. Let me ask this question, and we'll get to the Baby Yoda interview. Um, how much do you, you draw from reality? Um, you know, I, I've talked to some writers, and some writers are very, you know, uh, biographical or autobiographical in their writings. Um, inserting a lot of their own life experience into it. How is that for you? Do, do you to incorporate a lot of that? Or is it, do you like to just start off and just something that you're not even familiar with? I mean, how, how do you go about that? There are Easter eggs of like running themes through our films, mm -hmm. but it, it kind of all depends. I never fully will like, put everything in there because we're already like giving our all to make the film right. but 99 percent of the time everything is fabricated may again may draw from experiences and like pull nuances of different experiences that we've had or different like interactions that we've had and like fumble them all together in in elements um but yeah i i've never really Valentine's Day is the only one that was like really crafted from a real life situation. But even so, there was a lot of artistic changes that were made that still got the point across. But I don't want to ever put anyone in our personal life on blast. I never want anyone to like, you know, the whole thing, like, don't ever date an, an artist because you're going to get your stuff on blast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but like I, I try really hard to shield the identities and the stuff that's happened in our relationships that were more personal and private and just find a way to make it work and like be inspired by those experiences or those people in our work. Yeah. So it's still cathartic for us. And it's, <laughs> yeah, because I think that's important. Yeah. Our music is the same way too, because hmm. it, it is broad, but we do... Like it's fabricated, but we do talk a lot about the stuff that is personal. Yeah, the, it usually yeah. goes people over people's heads, though. So well, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have them trained to sort of, um, you know, I think artists who put themselves out there in like those very very vulnerable ways, who are really putting themselves out there and like really, you know, like um, I'm trying to think of like an like Bukowski or something, right? Like Bukowski, he, he definitely drew from real life and made himself look like the asshole a lot of the time. But but and that's just a very distant example. But it, it's it's whatever. Uh, 
the how do you decide on like what to work on? How do you decide like what to put energy in? Like how do you decide like what story you want to tell? Or is it just something that is like I, I just I gotta do this and I gotta do this now? Just come it all that. depends. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is like what are we like? Is there a deadline? Is there a project that we are working on that has parameters like a forty-eight hour film festival or a um, a specific challenge of a project that's based around something? That's how a lot of our projects were born. Like um, our film Cerebral was for a forty-eight hour film festival, and so we had to do something like from script to screen in 48 hours and it had to be a drama that was centered around a character named Q Treller and they had to use duct tape and so we were like okay cool so it's a serial killer and like that's kind of how we we went about with that and then likewise with like head in the clouds um that one's about a, a kid that like lives like idolizing NASA that was for a space theme competition oh cool um but like with like first impressions and legacy, those are the two films that are like really focused on like Filipino stories. Mm. And I was just really, really missing my Lola. Um, I'm Filipino and I realized that I haven't told any Filipino stories. So it was just trying to explore a short film in a short period of time that was a day in the life, slice in the life mm. of these individuals. Legacy was actually for a 29-day film festival. And um, it had to be five minutes or less showing off Los Angeles as a destination um, for people to want to come. So, (laughs) like, yeah, that whole thing ended up being about Los Angeles. So, yeah, so much of our catalog is because we were entering festivals or competitions (laughs) and it had to be centered around something. Mm -hmm. That's cool, though. I mean, it's almost like a a jump-off point or um, what do you call it? What what people use for writer's blog, like uh, a, not a template, but you know, like you can buy those books that have like prompts and stuff, like writing mm-hmm. prompts and stuff. Um, the, God, I'm just losing these questions. I'm just losing these questions left and right. Cause I, I, I you said something, oh, your Filipino experience. I really enjoyed, um, and I'm sorry, I don't have any of the, the, the names because I'm just terrible at all that. Again, <laughs> huge stoner right here. Um, the, I really enjoyed the one where it was the, it was the Filipino dude and, and, and his girlfriend and they're meeting the parents and that whole interaction because I, I, I come from, I'm not Filipino, I'm Mexican, uh, and, but, but I have that, like, you know, there's like this... Um, I almost said something stupid. Uh, there's this like immigrant m- mentality, right? Uh, that that comes over, and I don't know what your story is, but like my mom is from Mexico, and 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 the, that resonates so hard with me. And I know the cultures are completely different, uh, although there is a lot of connection between with the Spanish stuff. But uh, the it, it, it hits so hard because of that like ultra judgmental that like that looking for like college and 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 being oversharing and 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 like that it just it resonated with me because my own mother she it wasn't that extreme but it was just something that I could relate to really hard just being the child of 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 an immigrant and uh, I, I don't know is is that something that you might have pulled from life experience because I mean it was just so dead on I don't you know like I don't know what your story is but I mean is that something you've had to deal with 
Not me personally, mm-hmm. but I've had a lot of friends like this is very typical in immigrant communities. Mm-hmm. And this is a very, very prevalent thing that I experienced in college with a lot of my friends in uh, our Filipino club that this was happening left and right. And this was way before um, conversations of like DACA and everything like that. Yeah. So just finding out there was this one night at a party that things just got so real. Mm-hmm. And this girl came in crying and um, no one could understand. She was so distraught and she was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not legal. And we were like, wow. what? Like, not that it, it mattered to any of us, mm-hmm. but it was just watching all of that. And then hearing her story of like, I don't take the Metro and everything about her being unable to go on trips with us out of state made so much sense. And so many people were like, yo, me too. Yo, me too. Me too. Oh, my cousin, my cousin's in this situation. And they all started talking about this world that first impressions was built around. And it was so eye opening for me that so many of my peers were living with this reality that their parents brought them over pre nine 11. And because everything happened, like at that point in time, you could just buy social security cards is what I found out. Yeah. And after nine 11, you couldn't. And so it was so many parents feeling guilty that they, when they first came over, didn't set their kids up for yeah. success. And then now the way that they're trying to like fix it and right their wrongs was the financial of like, Hey, we're going to give you this money for my child to like fit in yeah. and, and just, uh, that cast that brought first impressions to life was one of my favorite, if not my favorite cast ever to work with, because yeah. they all had personal ties to that story and you could see it in the performances and it yeah. was just beautiful. Yeah. And I love you in that so much. You that. are so good. And I gotta <laughs> say your, um, your ability to connect, like the, I, I forget what that's even called. It's I, I, but but your connection with whoever you're talking to, whoever you're acting with, is so great. Like you just have such a a powerful connection, for lack of better words. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> my, my stoner verbiage there. Uh, okay, we got we're running out of time here, so let's get uh, let's get our baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, I am summoning Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, are you there? Can you hear me? Baby Yoda, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm summoning our good friend, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, um, come to us, Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's not Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, can you hear me? Are you there? Wait, he, sometimes he takes a little bit. You gotta, oh. let him, you gotta. He, shy. He's a little shy. He's a little shy. You gotta, you gotta give him, you gotta give him space sometimes. Gotta give him space. Ash has freaking chops. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think Baby Yoda's. Uh, I think Baby Yoda is here. Baby Yoda, are you here? Are you with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you are, Baby Yoda. What is up? <laughs> Baby Yoda, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah? That's great. That's great. Did you have a question for um, Ashley and Courtney? Yes. Okay, go ahead. What has been your favorite stream so far? 
Ooh, that's a good one. What has been favorite your favorite? That, I mean, that has to be hard. That has to be tough. It's a tough no, question. Those are hard hitting question, Baby Yoda. I mean, I don't know what my favorite stream was, but I think one of my favorites was completing Amira part one. Um, just because that having that goal up there in general, and it was such a hefty goal that I just, it, it seemed so tangible at the time. And it is like, if we obviously we can get the camera now, but it was, it was so tangible. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are this is our dream camera. This is something we've wanted for a while. And the whole community, we all just kind of celebrated together and basked in this moment. And we just talked about film and, and what it meant to us. And it was just that next uh, Yeah, That was, that was one of mine. I think the front page, the most recent front page was crazy special. Um, I think my favorite though, was there was this night, it was this random random like Wednesday night and Courtney and I had just gotten home from work and we, we were playing music and we were downstairs here and we got like six, 100 sub bombs. And it was, I was just bawling my eyes out. We have these, we had mustaches in our, in our septums and we just, it was such a wild night. And I think, I think that might've, no, I, that was a different night, but, um, and then we like screened our films and it was this like insane amount of support and my first understanding of how life-changing Twitch really was that it wasn't it wasn't just us showing up and performing it was it was like people from around the world really saw us and connected with us and supported us and it, it like mm -hmm. that set the precedent for me moving forward on how my mindset was with our, our family and with Twitch and, the, and, and really leveling up our stream. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, baby Yoda. Uh, thank you so much for that question. Uh, 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 Ashley Cordy, do you have a question for baby Yoda that you would like to ask? How are you so perfect? Um, what is your preferred tea? Because I see you sipping tea a lot. Yeah. Baby Yoda. What is your favorite preferred tea? I would have to go with Breathe Easy. Oh, uh, from Traditional Medicinals. Oh, very classy. Okay. Very classy. Breathe Easy. Okay. Apparently Love that. Has, uh, some breathing issues. And I also have another thing to say. Oh, okay. Please do. As, as a baby, I am into kids stuff, of course. So I have this thing going like... 27 days to glory which that means like i have a yes day which if you have not heard of it a yes day is when you let your kid go and you have to say yes to them for 24 hours but there is ground rule we like those yeah well yeah there's ground rules because some 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 kids might take advantage of a yes day and uh, and, and try to, uh, to pull one over on their parents, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby Yoda, thank you so much for your insight, your wisdom, and your words. We truly appreciate your presence here. Uh, you have a wonderful rest of your day, all right there, bud? Okay. All right, peace out, bro. Peace out.
All right, sweet. Uh, Ashley and Courtney, they have to leave soon, but they but they uh, they're down to play a song for us. If, if you want to, you don't have to. If you don't yeah. want to, we yeah. can just sit here yeah. for the last few minutes and, and look at each other awkwardly if you want. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, the the floor is yours if you want to perform a song. Yeah, we can sweet. do that. Awesome. Um, I I really appreciate that, and and I know it's weird over Zoom. It's just it's it's not going to be the best, but I, I, I've been loving these performances over Zoom because it's just such a sign of the times, and I don't know. I was taking them out of the audio versions, but I've been putting them back in because I just feel like it's it's just I I I really I think it's amazing that we can even do this. So I'll stop blabbing and uh, let's let the the ladies do their thing. All right, folks, this is uh, C A in L A performing for y'all. Well, we're going to play an original called Herd Mentality. A lot of you have heard it, but if you haven't, um, we hope you enjoy it. I hate to do this because I thought it would hurt more
Oh my gosh, this is shrimp heart. I love that. Shrimping. We're shrimping. Yes, thank you so much. That was thank incredible. You. Thank you so much. That was so thank lovely. You. And I, I truly appreciate that. And uh Ashley, Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show. It was it was such a joy and 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 thank you for your 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 community, your ohana coming through and and saying hi too. Thank you everyone for stopping through. We really appreciate y'all coming through and supporting. And um when's the next time you stream and how can people get a hold of you? Tonight. tonight. Um, <laughs> you can check us out tonight. We'll be live at 8 p.m. Um, Pacific. Uh, and we are live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday on Twitch at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, again, we might be doing a 48-hour film festival. So uh, we're just trying to, like, we have questions in and no one's responding to us as usual. So <laughs> potentially then. Um, but check out our films. We've got 50 of our 100 original films over on YouTube. We've got a, a Twitch streamer boot camp. We've got so many covers. And why wouldn't you want to see Courtney's brilliant performances. She is amazing and and such a, a joy to watch. And uh, check out our music if you dig if you if you dug that. Go check out our music on Spotify, Google Music, Amazon Music, all the musics. Thank you so much for having us, Ohana. Thank you for, thank you for being us. here. It means the world to see you all of your names in chat. Double lovely, lovely to see you. Uh, you all are amazing. Thank you for supporting us and 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 being here for all of these interviews and and for just always always being a hundred percent behind us. Thank you so much, Courtney and Ashley, for coming on the show. Make sure you go and support Courtney and Ashley at twitch.tv slash C-A underscore I-N underscore L-A. Uh, they're also on all the social medias. All those links are in the show notes. Go support. Go watch their streams. Go watch their movies. Oh, my God. Their films are so good. I, like, went on such a binge uh, of of watching their show uh, their shows their their short films and uh, I really I really dig what they do mad respect mad 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 respect to those those uh, those women they're, they're amazing women um, yeah go support uh, so I'm I'm coming back from vacation uh, so I don't really have much to say other than uh, I hope you thank you guys so much for tuning in all the time and and you know being here and uh you know I, recently we hit a million plays which you know the a million plays is like every episode for jre but you know i'm not here to compare myself to jre or mark Marin or oh god i'm just yawny today i i i took a bunch of this serum this um this weed serum and it didn't really do much for me but uh it did make my brain stupider so <laughs> that and made me tired so that's what i got from it uh so uh again thank everybody Th thank everybody uh if you guys want to support the show monetarily please go buy a t-shirt from our threadless store it is uh we speak english good .com. got all kinds of designs going on over there you can also find um you can like, subscribe, and view. Like us on all the social medias. You can find those links in the show notes. You can subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. You can also leave a five-star review and write a few nice words about the show if you'd like. It's very helpful and it's a very free and helpful way to support the show. 
uh and and that's it i i i got i gotta go <laughs> i gotta go i got like four or five podcasts i have to put together before i leave for california so i need to make sure i get this shit done <sighs> and i'm gonna yawn i'm just yawning just call me yawny <laughs> all right guys uh be good to your fellow human beings hjs for everybody i'll see you guys next time